0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this Wednesday's edition of Carry On, brought to you by Nation's Finest, where our mission is to support America's military veterans and their families with a comprehensive approach to housing, health, and employment that helps them to achieve self-sufficiency and reach their full potential. If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to make a donation, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. Again, that's nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. I'm your host, Mark Miller, Army Veteran and Communications Director for Nation's Finest. Today, we continue our international Olympic-themed coverage with Captain Mark Rubin, of the Canadian Armed Forces, joining us to talk about the importance of alliances and international working relationships. Captain Rubin has been a Reserve Public Affairs Officer with the Canadian Armed Forces for 12 years. He currently works full time with the Canadian Armed Forces Employer Support Program, which is like the Employer Support Program for the National Guard or Reserve Forces here in the United States. Captain Rubin has deployed overseas twice, first in 2016 to support NATO's deterrence measures in Eastern Europe, and then in 2020 to support partners' capacity building in the Middle East. In his civilian career, Mark has worked in government relations and communications roles for the cities of Toronto and the province of Ontario. Mark holds a bachelor's degree in public affairs and a master's degree in public relations and corporate communications. He joins us today from the true north. Strong and free, Captain Mark Rubin. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, Mark. Thanks very much for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: Well, we appreciate you being here. So, first off, I just want to start by saying the uh, the recent victory of the Canadian women's team over the U.S. women's team in soccer. Well earned, pretty close uh, penalty kick there, but uh, you know, well earned congratulations. You, you, it was that. a
1: close game. It was uh, it was definitely a, a, a great game to watch. And, and uh, if I remember correctly, that was a bit of payback for our, our big loss in 2012. So, uh, uh, anyways, we uh, were very happy with the way things turned out.
0: <laughs> well, as you should be, and 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 certainly the the payback and the rivalry back and forth we uh, we certainly have for years to come. I'm sure.
1: All, all, all in the spirit of a friendly competition, of course.
0: Well, and I'm glad you brought that up. Friendly competition. You know, the the Olympics are going on now, where uh, we're all getting to tune in. The world is getting to tune in and watch some of the greatest athletes from across the world compete in friendly competition, and uh, and some familiar flags on people's uniforms. So let's talk about that a little bit as a, as a member of the Canadian Armed Forces, and you've, you've been around the world a bit, and uh, as, as we have in the U.S. Armed Forces, and how do you, how do you, you see the Olympics perhaps a little bit differently uh, than, than your counterparts in the civilian world that maybe haven't traveled as much or seen as much as you have?
1: Well, well. First of all, I mean, when I, when I think of the Olympics, I'm 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 just super impressed at the at the skill and the talent that these athletes bring to uh, to to their sporting events. Uh, really, they're capable of doing things that that, from my perspective, are almost superhuman. And and again, just just truly impressed at uh, at what they can do. Um, I guess on on another level, I'm I'm kind of grateful that that nations are able to 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 meet in that spirit of friendly competition, just to just to, you know play play sports together uh, uh bring your very best uh that that you possibly can and uh and and you know just just celebrate uh, good good uh uh good sports um uh that, that 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 good competition and uh you know whoever wins wins but uh but you can certainly uh uh, uh play it out in in, uh, in a way that's uh, that's fun fair and uh, that uh, that everyone can uh, can get involved in a, in a very healthy way, which is uh, probably you know it's it's nice to see because you know as 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 you know very well we see too often on the news uh, instances where uh, where uh, groups or, or countries compete in in very destructive ways. So you know this is uh, this is a, a, a very welcome uh, change to to what we uh, sometimes sometimes see.
0: A- agreed hundred the, uh, percent. The bad news can pile up sometimes. So it's heartening to see all these uh, all these countries in friendly competition, shaking hands afterwards and uh, and, and being able to smile and, and, and all compete friendly in the Olympics together. With With your experiences in particular, you know, some of us watch the Olympics now and see a, see a flag or a nation represented. And we don't just think of a place on the map. We think of a place that that we've walked, that we've seen, uh, maybe people we know. So, could you talk about that in terms of uh, those again, those friendly alliances, that friendly competition, in terms of some of the work you did in Eastern Europe?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, as you mentioned, you know, when when you hear of uh, certain athletes uh, uh, competing at the Olympics or you know. Getting to step on that podium and you see their flag, it, it really does bring back bring bring back uh, memories of uh, of of the cities that uh, that we've been able to to travel to uh, in our work with the military uh, or, or or even as part of personal travel, but uh, but a lot of it was with the military. And uh, yeah, one example, I guess, of one of my one of my deployments uh, to to Eastern Europe, just to give a bit of a bit of context, was that really in the wake of of Russia's invasion of Crimea in 2014, and then the the, uh, the, the the ongoing conflict in eastern Ukraine, NATO put a lot of effort into reassuring the allies uh, on 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 the alliance's eastern flank, and and put a lot of, put a lot of effort into frankly uh, deterring uh, further aggression from from Russia. And as part of those efforts, I was able to uh, deploy with a, a contingent of Canadians um, to uh, to demonst- to help demonstrate the solidarity of uh, of the alliance. So uh, we were based in Poland but we were participating in, in a variety of nato exercises and, 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 and training activities with uh, with our partners and allies so we were uh, yeah based in poland but uh, but we went up to estonia lithuania uh, latvia romania the czech republic we we, we were really uh, uh, uh the o- the aor really was uh, eastern europe and uh, and yeah we participated in some very neat um, training activities like uh, i remember uh, an anti tank um, Anti-armored uh, exercise in Lithuania. There was uh, a sniper exercise in Estonia. We we did a lot of um, uh, helicopter-borne aerial assault uh, exercises with uh, with the Poles. So uh, yeah, a lot of great opportunities to uh, to not only um, ensure that we could operate alongside one another if 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 the need should come to that, uh, but it was also a, a great chance just to really. Learn from 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 other countries. You know, we we have similar ways of of doing a lot of different uh, uh, um, uh, strategies and and, and tactics. Um, but there's always there's always room to uh, improve our knowledge and 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 to learn from each other. And so, uh, and and in addition to that, really at a at a very human level, um, it's a chance just to get to know one another and and get to uh, through the people you meet experience a, a different culture learn about the history of a different part of the world and, and that kind of knowledge is just so beneficial right it 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 really uh helps you be more effective on operations frankly because if you if you have that ability to interact uh, in a cross cultural setting that that just helps you so much and and it just gives you extra knowledge that's that's good to good to have just uh, just so that you can understand other other cultures other ways of doing things and and one of my one of my uh, good fond memories of, of my time in Eastern Europe was working with uh, another public affairs officer, uh, a, a, a Polish fellow who um, was was great at, at at helping me connect with uh, with uh, uh, audiences in Poland, helping me understand some of the dynamics there, and and just understanding more about the culture, which uh, again is just uh, so uh, so so valuable. You really cherish those those kinds of connections, those kinds of opportunities.
0: Certainly the, the importance of those friendships, uh, the cultural understanding. And like you said, that, that resonating message of we're here for you and we're, we're going to all be here together. Should anything happen? Definitely reassuring to, uh, to everyone involved. Now, uh, you know, your memories of working with a Polish public affairs officer sound pretty professional there, but tell the truth. He, he showed you where to find the good pierogies, didn't he?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely, you did. And uh, sure enough, you'll never find better pierogies uh, anywhere other than Poland.
0: I, I would have to agree with that. They, uh, they, they certainly wrote the book on that. Yeah. So hearing about your, uh, your experiences in Eastern Europe and kind of the cross-cultural and, and cross-border operations that you were involved in, some of the friendships you made, What was similar and what was different when you look at that versus your experience in the Middle East and the deployment that you did there?
1: Well, again, a lot of it was was very similar. So uh, just any any opportunity uh, to work alongside uh, a foreign military uh, was uh, was was really uh, special, was really unique. an opportunity to you know do the work that we were asked to do and and at the same time learn about a different part of the world and that's awesome and again just to provide context so after isis uh took over large parts of syria and and iraq uh there was a, a huge multinational effort to uh combat isis and then uh, and then beyond that to uh, uh strengthen the capability the defensive capabilities of our partners in in the area so um uh for I was based in Kuwait but a lot of our training uh, work was done in, in Iraq Jordan and Lebanon we were uh, offering training on things like counter IED uh, logistics simic um, and uh, and actually in in Lebanon one of the big uh, one of the one of the courses we were offering was uh, winter operations so uh, as it turns out Canadians have a little bit of a specialty in uh, in, in winter operations and so we were able to uh, to uh, to teach um, things like you know how to operate uh, a snowmobile, how to uh, patrol using uh, snowshoes, and, and how to build a snow shelter, things like that. And uh, and one of my experiences in, in, in Lebanon was um, again very very vivid, having great conversations with uh, with one of our interpreters who uh, who just helped me understand more about the uh, the complexities of of the region. And uh, you know, so, so much history there, so, so many uh, uh, cultures and, and uh, socioeconomic, political dynamics to understand. And, and that kind of knowledge again is so, is, is so uh, uh, important to have, not only in an operational context, but, but again, just more broadly when you're trying to understand kind of what's going on in different parts of the world.
0: I think that's a great point. And uh, so interesting that you were there in the Middle East Teaching folks in Lebanon how to deal with cold weather operations, uh, you know, obviously, I I wouldn't argue that Canadians are probably a pretty good authority on that versus versus the rest of us. And I'm sure the, the folks over there in the Middle East found that pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, well, as it turns out, there's a, a, a large part of Lebanon's um, border region is very mountainous, and once you get high enough, there's there's a lot of uh, of snow that uh, that falls, and um, and uh, part of enhancing their their defensive capabilities. In in, in this case, we were able to uh, to support in that in that regard. So uh, yeah, definitely definitely happy to help, happy to to share uh, any knowledge that we can.
0: Well, and it's just a terrific example of how all of us depending on what culture we come from or what geographic region we come from that kind of lends to our expertise and, and what our strengths and weaknesses are
1: exactly yeah that's that's one of the great things about being able to to work in a multinational setting right is just we all bring something uh, different to uh to the table uh, not only in terms of uh, of military hardware and, and capabilities but also in terms of uh, Know, different skills and, and and knowledge in 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 operating in different uh, different environments. So, uh, if we can if we can share that with our partners and allies, then uh, then uh, that's uh, that's that's only a good thing.
0: Makes us all that much stronger. So, in that vein, looking at the big picture, you know, we've talked about the Olympics and the togetherness that brings across nations. Uh, you've talked about your experience in Eastern Europe and in the Middle East. So. If you could wrap that all into a nutshell for us, what would you like to share with our viewers about the importance of alliances, maybe not just between nations, but between people across countries, across borders? Leave us with, uh, with your thoughts there, if you would, Mark.
1: Yeah, well, I, I suppose on a, on a macro level, uh, you know, we, we have the opportunity to work uh, alongside countries that, that frankly share our our values and interests. You know, there there are uh, a lot of countries that uh, that believe in, in the same democratic values, the you know the freedom of expression, uh, uh, freedom to vote, uh, human rights, those kinds of things. It it, it really takes a, a, a united effort to be able to protect those values. And, and you know, th- there are frankly a number of threats uh, to those uh, to those um, uh, those those beliefs. To our way of life and uh, and it's important that we that we face those together so uh that's uh, um on a macro level when we can all get together to uh to you know regardless of of which flag we we have on our shoulder if we share those beliefs and we can show a united front that we are going to stand together to uh to, to protect those those values then that's uh that's only going to help us uh, in, in in both the short term and the long term. And then on on a on a smaller scale, well, I I would say uh, again, just an, any time we get to to work alongside um, members of foreign uh, foreign forces, uh, again, it's just such an enriching experience. Uh, you you get to learn uh, more about their language, about their way of life, about their culture, uh, and and you just get to see things uh, slightly differently. And and that's again, that's that's a good thing because it. It allows you to be better not only in operations, regardless of what part of the world you, you we might be working in, but it also helps us just just to understand things um, more broadly. And uh, and uh, I'm I'm of the opinion that uh, any knowledge is uh, is is good to have, um, and anything that that helps us to uh, understand things in a different light is also beneficial.
0: We definitely gain that understanding and perspective by by working together, operating together in the military, but. But you're right. Just on a personal level, kind of understanding the perspectives of of other people out there gives you that that personal growth and uh, that personal perspective. And I know I've definitely enjoyed that with you and and your Canadian perspective for the the years that we've been friends, yeah. both uh, both through the military and academically. And uh, and and I'm sure the the same for for many other folks out there working across those uh, those international borders. So really appreciate your insights and your thoughts on that today. Captain Mark Rubin, thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you, Mark, for having me and uh, thanks to your audience also for their interest. Really appreciate it.
0: All right, thanks for being here, Mark. Take care. And thank you to all of you who joined us today. We'll be back next week discussing issues relevant to veterans and those who care about them. Again. If you or a veteran you know needs help, or if you'd like to donate, please visit nationsfinest.org or call 833-468-9676. Again, that's nationsfinest.org or 833-468-9676. Thank you again for joining us, and as always, carry on.